Welcome back to Central Coast Stories. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm your host, Kayleen Bell. I'm a journalist, audio producer, storyteller, and I live on the Central Coast. And I'd like to acknowledge the Aboriginal land on which this podcast is produced and also pay my respects to the Aboriginal people who walked on this country. If you are new to the podcast, please have a listen to the short preview to learn more about what this podcast is about. But basically, I believe every person has many interesting stories if given the time to talk. This podcast is about stories from a wide range of people who live on the Central Coast, but their stories should appeal to people who don't live here as well. Even though this podcast will feature a wide variety of guests, the first four guests are all artists who are finalists in the Dobell Drawing Prize, and their work can be viewed at Gosford Regional Gallery for free until the 5th of June. And I highly recommend you go and have a look. You can hear more about the Dobell in last week's episode and also read about it in the show notes from today, where I also have a couple of links. My guest today is another Dobell drawing finalist and her name is Minka Gillian. She is a Central Coast artist. She's been practicing art for over 20 years. Her work includes sculpture, painting, drawing, installation and public sculpture. She has spent considerable time in Hobart, Tasmania and Kyoto, Japan. And now she's based on the Central Coast. In all the discussions I've had with the Dobell artists so far, each one has shared personal stories behind their art. And again today, my guest Minka Gillian shares some personal stories behind her art as well. It was a pleasure to sit down and talk with her about her story, her process, and also to discover how she was inspired by a collection of sexy doilies that she found in an op shop to create some of her wonderful art pieces, and she will share that today. And now to today's chat with Minka. Hi, Minka. Thank you for talking with me today on Central Coast Stories. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. How did it feel to be a finalist in this art prize? Oh, it was a, a wonderful surprise because through my practice I'm mainly known as a sculptor. So to exhibit something and have something accepted in a prize like the Dobell um, with 2D work was really exciting. You normally would be doing 3D sculpting. Yes, that's right. I had a look at some of your work online. I couldn't quite work out what materials you use mostly for your sculptures, but they're very colourful, they're very interesting. They're like abstract sculptures. Is that how you would describe them? Yes, I describe them as sort of bimorphic. So things that look like they could be from nature but, but aren't, in fact. So what do you like to work with as an artist? What is the the main sort of as a sculpting artist what do you like to work with the most I guess it changes it does change in the past it was mostly I like to work with natural fibers and then I developed an allergy to the fibers I was using are we talking like cotton no New Zealand flax you know like basketry 
sort of materials. My practice is actually mostly woven, sort of textile based. So your sculptures are not out of pottery, they're woven. Yeah, I actually have taken up ceramics as well, but mostly they're woven, yeah. And you got an allergy. Yeah, to the natural stuff, to all the drying and soaking that you had to do with the fibres. It made me quite ill. From there, I moved on to fishing line and plastics, recycled uh, electrical wire. Now, is there a reason why you chose those items? They're easy to get, they're malleable, they're surprising, they're comfortable. No environmental reason? That wasn't the basis, no. But I have always been strongly attracted to recycled things and secondhand things, but in some ways more for the stories of the previous owners rather than the environmental reasons. Okay. Tell me more about your Dobell piece. I have started drawing a lot of my sculptures and when I draw them, I try to replicate the repetition and the action of weaving with the strokes of the brush or the pen. And I want to create forms that look like they could be woven. The piece in the Doe Bell is called The Origin of the World After Corbet. Tell us a little bit about Corbet. I've not heard of him. Corbet was a painter who painted a very risque painting in 1866. The painting is of the female body and it was quite a shocking painting in its time and lots of artists have since revisited the picture and made their own versions of it. And it was shocking in the sense that it was the bottom half of a woman. Yes, it was a torso of a woman leaning back on a bed. So no clothes, you can't see her head or anything, just pretty much focusing on her vulva. Why did you make reference to Corbet? So my drawing, you wouldn't recognise Corbet's painting through my drawing necessarily, but the main focus of my drawing is a large sort of vulva-like shape in the middle of the drawing. It's like it's in the middle of a star. Yeah, it sort of looks like it's set in outer space a little bit. There's an egg behind the vulva, there's little sperm, but you don't notice those unless you're looking very closely at it. But it was actually based on a sculpture of mine also so it was based on two things the sculpture was called personal icons and they were made from a series of doilies that I found in an op shop that were very feminine looking and they were so sort of surprising and very useless but the person who made them had made them over plastic forms as well so they were very three-dimensional anyway I loved these doilies and thought that they deserved their own sculpture to sort of highlight the femininity of them interesting that you saw that did you show them to other people and they agreed that they had a sexual meaning (laughs) yes not just my dirty mind (laughs) no well someone else found them for me in the op shop and and sent me a photo and said oh my god you have to have these these are are crazy and I instantly traveled (laughs) down from the central coast to Surrey Hills or no actually Summer Hill it was really to to get them yeah I loved them so much and they actually sat in my studio for two years before I could bear to use them because I knew whatever I had to do with them had to be special I ended up weaving them into large wall hangings 
circular wall hangings that had spikes out the side. I made them specifically for an exhibition called Mind Garden that was exhibited in the incinerator art space in Willoughby. Okay, what was the feedback on it? Oh, people loved them and most of them sold. The women in particular, they could see the femininity in it and the power behind it and and they really liked that focus but they were all a bit nervous at first as well. To buy it? No, they all wanted to talk about them but they were all a bit unsure if really what they are seeing is what they are seeing. (laughs) No one wanted to assume they were vulvas. (laughs) What was your first thought when you went to Surrey Hills and you saw these doilies? I was quite shocked at them actually and I, I wondered if the woman, and I'm assuming it was a woman, who made them knew what they looked like. They looked old but they weren't used so... She'd obviously slaved away at these things and perhaps they were too risque. (laughs) Perhaps her family laughed at her. I don't know. (laughs) But I wanted to make something that sort of honoured her and the time that she spent, this unknown creator, the time that she spent in making these objects that she obviously loved. Do you think she knew what she was making? I don't think so. I actually think that if you look at them very hard and squint your eyes, they could look like bunches of grapes and leaves. And I think maybe that's what she was going for. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So you did the sculptures for Mind Garden. Now, your Dobell piece was inspired from those. Yes, that's right. One of the ways I started this drawing was... I like to start by sort of ruining the paper before I begin. So I put random splotches of paint onto the paper and then I squish another piece of paper onto it and then you get a sort of a raw shark type image. The squidges are the instigator for the drawing. So I might do about 10 or 20 of these paint squidge pieces of paper before I choose which one I'm going to draw my uh, sculpture onto. Right. So you start with paint like oil paint? No, uh, acrylic paint on paper. When you draw it, are you using a paintbrush? I use a paintbrush. I use a paint pen. I use ink. I use everything, basically, any tools. There's no rhyme or reason for that part of it. It's a very colourful piece of work. I like to use colour as a challenge, actually. So the piece of paper I started on was actually, I think it was a black piece of paper. And I really like to use colours that I don't necessarily think should go together. And so it's quite... A busy picture but then the focal point is very much sort of in the in the center but the busyness I don't mind because when I'm weaving sculptures it is very busy and it is very repetitive and I think the busyness of the mark making replicates the busyness of my hand movements when I'm weaving. Did you make it just for the dobell? I think I did yes I feel like the drawings I do of my sculptures are sort of like portraits of them and by drawing them I get to sort of experiment with other ways that I could have potentially made the sculpture. It's like second drinks, you know, when the ice melts in the drinks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I saw that concept in a show. They get a second life almost. Yes, that's right. It sort of also means when the sculpture's gone, I can work from a photo of the sculpture and I can still sort of retain it in some form. It's easier to store a whole bunch of pieces of art in a frame than the sculptures I could imagine. Yes, so much easier. So how long have you been an artist? Probably about 30 years or something. And how long have you lived on the Central Coast? I think about eight or nine years. So I live in Point Clare. And what do you love about being an artist on the Central Coast? Do you draw inspiration from our lovely region? I do find being surrounded by water really inspiring and I do draw water in a sort of abstract manner quite a bit and just having the access to the bush and going for walks that all feeds into your creative life I think. On the night at Gosford Regional Gallery uh, what was the feedback that you got on the night? Uh, I think I think the main thing for me that was exciting was actually meeting some of the other Central Coast artists who were exhibiting there at at the same time because I hadn't met all of them before, so that was that was really nice. It was nice to get out and have an opening there again since COVID. It was a fairly small gathering. Does everybody get what it is? On first viewing or do you find people are surprised? I I think people suspect what it is and then I, if I'm talking to them, I like to break the ice and tell them it's a a Fanny Mandala, (laughs) which is sort of my secret nickname for my artwork. (laughs) And usually they laugh and then they go, oh, I thought it was. So is this your first drawing piece that you've, exhibited. When this got into the Dobell, I also had a drawing get into another art prize, a drawing art prize at the same time. That year was the first year I'd had any drawings in a, in a prize. I'd never entered them in any prizes before, never really thought about it. During COVID, the first part of lockdown, that really sort of gave me the space and break to experiment with new ways of art making. So my drawing really kicked off round about then. It actually started because I had to help my son with some art homework and he was really uh, unmotivated and to get him motivated I tried to do it with him. And it didn't work for him, it didn't motivate him, but it got me excited about drawing and mark making again because I've always kept a visual diary of sorts. But I guess COVID-19, the first round, gave me time to experiment and just play. And because the future was so uncertain, who knew when we were going to have exhibitions? Or So it was a great time for me creatively. Sounds like it was. Do you think you'll stick with the drawing and give up on the sculpture? Or do you think you'll just do a bit of both? Uh, no, both. Yep. And painting too. I attempted to get into the Archibald this year for the first time ever. <laughs> what did you paint? Uh, myself. <laughs> and it didn't get in, but I was really excited that I even entered. So what's next for you? Okay, well, I'm in the early stages of working on two solo shows. Um, and they will consist of uh, installation, sculpture, painting and drawing. Will these be local to the Central Coast? One of those hopefully will be on the Central Coast. More details to follow when it's all 
definite. Instagram is sort of what I use pretty much weekly, daily. Minka, you're the fourth Dobell artist that I have interviewed, local artist. And something that surprised me when I spoke to the other artists is that throughout their work or behind their art process, there were stories of death Mm. or grief Mm -hmm. or loss yeah and I just wondered is there a connection for you personal connection for you with your art of any of those themes yes so pretty much my artwork is usually about sex death (laughs) love (laughs) heartbreak you know all, all those types of big subjects for me I've got a pacemaker So I've done a lot of artwork about my heart and about being bionic. I use a lot of electrical wires, uh, like I mentioned before. And one of the things I like about using them is the fact that I'm making something organic out of something man-made, like the wires. And I have wires inside me, you know, in in my organic body. And uh, I really like that sort of play on materials. I had an exhibition a while ago called Ghost Heart that was in Marrickville. It was about four years ago. But uh, the main theme for that exhibition was all about my heart and my body. A lot of my sculptures look very sort of organ-like and reference the heart. And also um, I love to use materials that people would generally throw away or think are rubbish and a lot of the materials are quite personal to me. Mm -hmm. So a a few of the sculptures from that exhibition and also from Mind Garden uh, that I talked about earlier, I used little white plastic caps and they're all diabetes caps from needles so my mum is a diabetic and every day you know she has three needles with every meal and she keeps the caps and then I put a hole in the cap because the action of me putting a hole in it is it reminds me of the action of her injecting herself and then I weave it into a sculpture and I sort of think of them as objects that are sort of like good luck charms or ex voto. They're sort of trying to make something bad into a good object. Mm. Yes. And also, is it like memorialising the fact that these little things keep your mother alive? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yep. And so your pacemaker, the influence of that and your ghost heart exhibition, do you feel anxious about your health or is it just a way of coping? I feel like as an artist, everything that happens to me in my life is eventually absorbed and filtered and comes out in my work. So it's only natural for me for it to come out in my work. But uh, it definitely helped me deal with the anger and the shock because you're young. Yeah, and, and I think I was about 35 when I had it done. And I had a, a very young baby at the time. And to be faced with the fact that I could have died, I think if, if I hadn't have had a child at that time, I don't think it would have hit me so hard. But the fact that I had a, a baby that needed me really freaked me out. Yeah, I bet it did. Because you don't expect to have a pacemaker in your 30s no that's right definitely I've 
probably made quite a few works about death or the anxiety of death. And one small one that comes to mind is one I made for a friend. I was traveling with a friend in her car one day and she had a little plastic bracelet with skull and crossbones hanging off her rear vision mirror. And it wasn't her particular taste or anything and so I I commented on it because I thought it was a bit odd and also I had the same bracelet at home that I'd found somewhere on the street. Anyway, turned out that it was special to her because she found it on the street on the day that her brother died. So it became this very important object to remember her brother by. I thought it was special but, but at the same time I thought... It would be nice if there was something better. So I asked her if I could take it and then make her a sculpture using it for her to have and still remember her brother by. I've done that kind of thing a little bit, but usually only for family members using found objects or things that the family had around a lot, like keys or uh, just sort of random things. It's been lovely talking with you today, Minka, about your art and the process and some stories behind your art. Yeah, thank you. And uh, congratulations on being selected as a finalist for the uh, Dobell Drawing Prize. It's a wonderful exhibition. Yes, it's a very exciting exhibition, uh, a very wide range of artists' drawing practice and I highly recommend it and I'm very honoured to have been selected to be part of it. Yeah, there's such diversity. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for being a guest on Central Coast Stories. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, you can follow me on Twitter where I will promote new episodes at C underscore coast underscore stories the next episode of central coast stories will be another fascinating discussion with artist marie as a party whose work along the ranges is currently on display at gosford regional gallery you'll also hear how she was inspired to create some art following the discovery of dead birds that had washed up on north entrance beach Also, I'd like to give a special thank you to artist Elena Parishko for the beautiful art piece, which is the image that you see when you look at my podcast. So a very big thank you. I purchased her painting and I have her website in the show notes in case anybody would like to see her artwork and purchase some for themselves. So thank you, Elena. All information in this episode is copyright. Please do share the podcast episodes, but please contact me for republishing permissions at centralcoaststories at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.